Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Man and Candace podcast, everybody. It's your girl Candace back at it again with a brand new episode. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, wherever you're listening. Welcome. If you're new here, welcome. I did not see Ricky Hill last night. I mean, I saw him, but I didn't meet him. And I could have met him, which pisses me off, and I'll tell you all about it later. But before we hop into it, today we're going to talk about housing. We're going to talk about Section 8. We're going to talk about the 2008 market crash. We're not giving financial advice. I want to preface this. We are not giving financial advice. And we are not going to comment on the state of the economy today. Well, yeah, we are, but like... We're not giving financial advice. So before we hop into it even further, support the Patreon at patreon.com slash join slash podcast. Follow us on Instagram at the Candice podcast. Follow me on Instagram at mdmaq. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast at the beginning, middle, and end, email me at info at mdmaq.com. For all your art needs, for all your painting needs, for all your commission needs, go to mdmaq.com as well. So houses are really, really expensive. I don't have to tell you that. If you just go on Zillow.com right now, you'll see that the average house is about seven hundred grand, depending on where you look. That's the starting price. It hurts. It hurts to look at. I don't have this kind of money. I don't know about you, but I don't have this kind of money. I don't know where I'm going to get it. I don't know who's going to give it to me. I don't know who in their right mind would give it to me. I've seen this before. You see, I lost my home in 2008. Yeah, I was one of those affected by the 2008 market crash. It was traumatic. It was... Very traumatic. Losing your home, I don't wish that kind of hurt on anybody. I went from having it all to having nothing overnight. And it's like... It really opened my eyes to the world of lending and the world of mortgage and the world of uh, housing, I guess. So... My mom went through that the hardest because it was her house in her name. We bought our house for 125000 and that house is probably worth at least half a million dollars. And that's an investment that she lost. That's a lot of money that she lost. That's a lot of... Uh, she put everything into that home. So because we lost our house, we went through a bankruptcy. That bankruptcy lasted five years, and it was hard. I think I'll put a whole episode on it. Maybe not really. I'm not going to put a whole episode on I'll talk about it. I went from being a rich kid to a poor kid. Like, I still have fears that I wake up and I'll lose everything. I wake up every day thankful for what I have, but also I feel like I'm going to lose it all. There's a fear in me that I'm going to lose everything. I don't know what to do with it. I don't know how to wrestle with it. 
I my spending problems come from the bankruptcy. Oddly enough, I spend and spend because like I'm always in a constant feeling of I have shit to lose. I have shit to lose. And when I have money, I'm like I have shit to lose. So I have to spend it in order for it to come true. It's like a self fulfilling prophecy. And I recognize that, and I'm trying to fix the behavior, but it's hard to go against my urges to shop. (sighs) So, renting. (coughs) Me and my mom became renters after that 2008 crisis, and I'm like, what is renting? And for the first time, we had to go into someone's house and, like, make sure that we didn't fuck it up. And I'm like, wait, this is not our house. So it took me a while to to understand that renting is someone else's house. Like, someone else owns it. And I'm like, who is this someone else? <coughs> you know what I mean? I may never own a home. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but there's some shady shit going on in the housing market of in terms of who's buying the houses. And it's causing the demand. It's like, how can I compete with people who have cash to buy how, these homes? And not only that, there's like foreign investors coming in and buying these homes. I just feel like the prices of homes are so unattainable that I lose hope. And, like, I remember when the housing market crashed in 2008, the homes kind of came somewhat affordable again. And part of me is holding out for another market crash. A part of me is like, I'll be ready to buy when I have a market crash, but I have this spending problem. That's going to prevent me from buying a house in the first place. Does that make sense? So I may never, ever own a home. And, like, I don't know how I feel about that. Because I really want to pass something on to Christian and Rhea as an asset. And I have nothing. I'm 26 and I don't own a home. That sounds kind of crazy that I say it like that. Like, I'm 26 and I don't own a home. But every day I wake up, every month that goes by that I have to pay rent, it's just getting a little more ridiculous. It's like, the amount I pay in rent, that could be like furniture, a mortgage insurance. Something. I'm changing the song. A. I'm smoking a cartridge by Yilo. Shout out to Yilo. They treat me well. You know it's bad when like you go into a, a dispensary and they know you by name. My dream home is to be built by these builders called the Toll Brothers. I want a heart-shaped hot tub. 
And I want, like, an art studio. I want a 10-car garage. I want two pools, an indoor pool and an outdoor pool. I want aquariums for stingrays. I think we're close enough. I want to lock in your love. I think we're close enough. I could have met Ricky Hill last night because he went in the crowd. And I already left. My fucking medication (coughs) pisses me off. Because I get restless. You know how many times I went in and out of the smoking section? And how many times I went in and out of my car? No! I feel like a dumbass. Because the next time he's going to come back, he's probably not going to be at the Rebel Lounge. He's probably going to be somewhere unattainable. I've accepted that if I'm going to buy a house, I'm probably going to end up spending a million dollars. If I ever reach a caliber, if I ever reach a point in my career where I make that much money. I feel like I have to climb the ropes in my job to like make that much money. And one thing I noticed that's driving the price up in terms of, like, renting is the Airbnbs. Hear me out. People do things in order to have investment properties, such as an Airbnb. Like, they buy an apartment or they buy a house and they rent it out to people that are on the Airbnb app. They're making just as much, if not more, money as if renting out the apartment for a month. So... What the apartment complexes are doing are like if they're if they're looking at Airbnb rentals and they're like, hey, if they're getting away with this much, if they're getting away for a hundred dollars for two days, why can't we charge that much? So they're charging just as much and more, and it's a problem. So like I live in a like a landlord friendly state. They consider it. So, like, there's Airbnb rampant, and the price of rent is just going all the way up. My apartment shouldn't be more than what it is. It shouldn't be more than half of what it is, but it is. Like, what I pay could get me a mansion in other countries. In 2020, I tried to buy a home. I tried to seriously buy a home. And there were a lot of things I didn't consider. There's a lot of fees that I didn't consider. There's a lot of fees that I didn't even know existed. I can't even name them, but there's like a $1,000 fee. There's an inspection fee. There's like a closing costs. And like there's your down payment. And I'm just like, I don't have all this. So I shouldn't have been, I shouldn't have even been in the market. And it was probably the worst time to buy a home. And everyone, and like, this is how I know lenders are shady is because the worst time to buy a home, they were trying to sell me a home. Like no one was looking out for me. No, like nobody, nobody, nobody honestly told me this is the worst time you should, you should you shouldn't buy a home right now. This is the worst time you should buy a home. 
Ricky Hill last night. I prayed and prayed. And I'm like, God, if there's a chance, let it happen. And it happened. And I wasn't there. I'm like, I've been kicking myself in the ass all day. You guys have no idea. Just might let go. And it comes to house every weekend. One of the lenders called Luna Nova, Nova, Nova Loans. The lender, he was like, how much money do you have at any given time in your account? And I was like, uh, and at the time my account was negative. And I lied and I was like, about 800, he's all, you have about 800 in your account at every, any given time? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, that's good. That's good. He's like, I tell my, I tell people that I lent you that you must have about 850 at any given time in your account to own a home. And I'm like, how does that even compute? But I guess that makes sense because if you have that much money in your checking, everything else must be paid. Speaking of staying in the house every weekend, the importance of design. You have to love your environment. You have to... You have to stand what you're looking at. Like right now, I have feng shui'd my space into my liking into where it calms my nerves I work hard house every weekend I want a turkey sandwich I want a turkey sandwich with pepper jack cheese and lays I'm going to go to Target after this. So I used to live in Section 8 housing, but before I get into that, hop onto the Patreon at patreon.com slash join slash podcast and support the podcast. If you like your ad here at the beginning and at the end of the podcast, email me at info mdmq.com. Oh, guys, let's check my email because I emailed a bunch of like, um... Let me finish the ads. If you want paintings, commissions, coloring books, prints, all your art needs, go to mdmanq.com. Follow me on Instagram at mdmanq and at the Man and Candace podcast. But you guys, I literally, what's going on? The music stopped. Oh, here it goes. I emailed, like, Vogue magazine, like, everyone that will not respond to me. And I emailed them my portfolio, so let's see if I got any responses. Okay. It's loading, but I got a cop. I got a contact. I got a response from Louis Vuitton. It says, thank you for contacting Louis Vuitton. And it's a blank message. It's loading. But while it loads, 
I used to live in Section 8. And I got in Section 8 because of my mental health issues. And... Uh, back up, Candace. Back up. What do you mean you lived in Section 8 because of your mental health issues? Well... In 2020, I had an apartment that I abandoned because I was mentally ill. Listen to my mental illnesses to hear about the whole story. It's an episode way back, way back, way back. Like a month ago, two months ago. So I got involved in this clinic named Taros and it had a housing section. Um, and it said that, are you in need of a house? And I was like, yeah, I just abandoned mine. And like, so they put me on a waiting list and I got an apartment. And it was free. I got a free apartment for a year and then I had to pay. They started wanting me to pay for it, but the quality of the housing was so low. It was lower than low. It was disgusting. There were creatures and crawlers that I don't want to mention. It was outdated. Like, the walls were painted over, but you could tell it was smoked in, like, with drugs and, like, with cigarettes and stuff. It was like living in a New York roach-infested apartment. But I feel like everyone has to pay their dues. <laughs> but that's a hood mentality of like having to pay your dues. It was disgusting. Something needs to be done about that quality because remember how earlier I mentioned just how. Oh, I like this song. Okay. Oh my god! Louis Vuitton! Louis Vuitton! Louis Vuitton contacted me. Okay, it's loading again because it had to load blocked content. Sorry, my internet, my inter, my internet, my internet is very slow today. But basically, I contacted Louis Vuitton, I contacted Vogue magazine, I contacted Cartoon Network, I contacted Warner Brothers, and I sent them my portfolio. And Louis Vuitton responded. What the fuck? I gotta... I got an email from... Hi, hello, my new friend. How's your day going? How do you? How Nice to meet you. Glad to meet you. I would like to meet you. Do you mind getting to know each other? I would like to get to know you in real life. I would be like the first... I would never be the first to speak to a man by nature. I am shy. I think that the internet makes it possible to communicate for us. What? I'm not a man, though. For me, it's easiest to talk on the internet and cannot be ashamed of each other. But if our correspondence goes further, I would 
Be glad to see you and know you personally. We can continue to write and get to know each other. I'm a pretty girl with blue eyes. I'm five foot six feet tall, slender blonde. My height is five point six pounds. I'm an attractive girl with beautiful slim body, blue eyes. I can always hold a conversation. What kind of fucking email? My email's been hacked. My email's been hacked. Oh, it was in my junk mail. No wonder. Let's check on that email from Louis Vuitton. It says, Dear Mrs. Banks, Thank you for contacting Louis Vuitton. All our designs are created by private design teams at our offices in Paris and France. As such, we are unable to accept external design submissions for private parties. We appreciate your interest in our company and products. If you have any additional questions, please please not hesitate. Blah, 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 blah. So you have to be hired by the team, which makes sense. At least they got back to me with the rejection. At least I have that. I'm going to print that out and frame it that I was rejected by Louis Vuitton. Formally rejected by Louis Vuitton. I guess I'm going to target indie magazines. I got some work to do, y'all. Got some work to do. So I've noticed, I don't know about you, but I've noticed that like people outside of Arizona are moving here. Connecticut, Massachusetts, North Dakota, everywhere. I'm talking everywhere. They're moving from everywhere and they're coming in and they're buying the homes or renting their apartments or driving up the prices because we're cheap to them. And we're not cheap. They're, they just come from ridiculous East Coast prices, San Francisco, California. <coughs> the guys that are trying to match with me on Tinder. No, I didn't delete my Tinder. <laughs> the guys that are trying to match with me on Tinder, are their bios are like, oh, I just moved to Phoenix. I just moved here. I just moved here. And I'm just like, ew. Going home late last night. Suddenly I got a fright. Yeah, I looked through the window and surprised what I saw. Fairy were boots so dancing with a claw. All right now. I could have met Ricky Hill last night. I could have met him. 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 But it didn't happen. Anything could happen. This is what really happened. I saw his girlfriend and I walked out. That's what happened. I got mad. (laughs) Because she's this itty bitty thing. She's this itty bitty thing. And I'm just like, she's itty bitty. It's all right. Be little bitty. I guess I'm just having issues because, like, I'm getting older and it's hard for me to lose weight. It's hard for me to lose weight. It's hard for me to, like, stay engaged. It's hard for me to, like, minute by minute, I have to push myself because every time I go to the gym, like, I'm I'm the first in at the gym and the first out at the gym. 
And that's bad. I'm drawing unwanted attention to myself. I tend to do that. But like, I was going to order Sixenda to lose weight, but I'm just like, let's be realistic. I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to call Target. This my scamming ass because like, I get paid tomorrow. And like, I have like zero dollars. So what I do is like, I'll take my credit card from Target. I'll go buy a Visa gift card, wait an hour. And then, um, like go buy some food or something. It's funny. It's, it's quite funny to me, actually. What I, the stuff I go through just to get some food. And I'll probably buy a candle as well. Seeing everyone buy homes gives me FOMO. your Pink Floyd dose for you. Man, Ricky Hill had intro music that was really good. I never listened to his music till last night. <laughs> I could have met him and that pisses me off. He's probably still here in Phoenix. Because, yeah. The competition is fierce, you guys. The competition is fierce when it comes to buying a home. I have a friend that's a realtor named Elda. And, like, she honestly, she's telling me the things that people do in order to compete with other people. They're doing YouTube videos. They're doing paintings. They're doing gifts. They're doing letters. Of, and, I, and I talked to this other girl I know who owns a home. And she said that she had to write a letter saying that, oh, we're, we're two young kids barely buying our first home. We don't know what to do. We just want to, we're just trying to figure out how to grow up, how to be an adult. And they got the house. But it's that competitive. And I'm like, I'd be fucking damned if I had to fucking write a letter to some bitch to let me buy her house. I'd be damned. I'm a regular girl with big dreams. Like a part of me thought, like a part of me, like if I met Ricky Hill last night, I wouldn't have been satisfied. Because like, look at me trying to make myself feel better. Rabbit run. Dig the hole. Look at me trying to make myself feel better. Nothing's going to make myself feel better unless I meet him. 
Or unless I do an album cover for him or something. He follows me on Twitter, and I guess that's the most I can ask for. No, it's not. I could have met him. That's what frustrates me is I say stupid shit like that. I guess that's the most I can ask for. Ah, this is a lesson learned. Shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. I'm fighting with the training manager at the gym. Fighting with him. Because, like, he told me... I told him... He doesn't know who he's fucking with, basically. So he told me, he's like... You, you're not getting a refund. I'm like, I'm not getting a refund. I'll call my bank and talk about who's getting a refund. So the customer's always right. And then he got all sassy. And then like now he's texting me and calling me every day to try to talk to me. And I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. I honestly don't want to talk to you. Because he can't communicate. So Esteban is coming on the podcast. I'm so excited to have Esteban on the podcast. It's going to be funny. I'm going to ask him so many questions about like the download. The download. I lost the questions. How did I lose the questions? Oh, God. Here we go. All right. Somehow I lost the questions. You guys, if you like to sponsor the podcast at the beginning, middle, and end of the podcast, email me at info at Join the Patreon at patreon.com slash join slash podcast. Follow me on Instagram at the MDMAQ and at the Manicandice Podcast. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. Or I'll talk to you next time. I bid you adieu. Good night, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're listening. Thank you. Bye-bye.